Welcome in. This is a special edition of the Blue Ribbon College Basketball Podcast along with Chris Dorch. I'm Kevin Ingram, and uh, it's special because we are joined by a new member of the Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame as announced yesterday in the 2021 class, legendary Belmont coach Rick Bird. Coach, congratulations. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. And and congrats from me too, Coach. I'll tell the folks a little personal text between the two of us. I congratulated you, and I said if, if everybody uh, on this planet was, was as good a man as you are, it'd be a better place. And you said if everybody on this planet was like me, there'd be no tea times left. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> true. We were, pro- we were probably caught him on a good day here because it's too cold yeah. to play golf, so uh, he's he stuck golf, with us. Yeah. <laughs> he only plays in days that end in Y, by right. the way. <laughs> How is the handicap looking these, day- these days? How's the golf game going? You know, you would think that quantity of play would uh, help your handicap, but uh, I am not a good example of that. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's probably climbing a little bit right now, which is only good for – tournaments where the handicap is used well uh, when you got the news yesterday uh, i'm not sure how far ahead you had heard you know when the announcement was made how how did that whole uh, timeline work out for you well that's funny because how about a year oh yeah i've known i've known for a year um and and it it has all to do with covid you know the uh they were gonna they were gonna announce it at the final four and then the induction ceremony was going to be this past week at that hall of fame classic tournament which is how they do it every year and then then when covid showed up uh they they didn't know what to do exactly how to do it when to announce it that sort of thing and um and i kind of didn't hear anything for a long long time and didn't find out till the first part of last week that they were had decided to make the announcement uh during the championship game but now that, that Hall of Fame is in Kansas City, right? Is that where uh, what's, right. at some point when they do have this ceremony, that's where it'll be? It's right. It is. They've got a, a college basketball experience, I think, is the name of the museum there. And I, Chris, have you ever been there? Haven't been there, Coach, but I heard it's really nice. Uh, so I really here. hope you get to experience all that. Um, I, as, as I think I've told you, I, I teach, and my students just went through a Zoom graduation, and, and – I don't want you to have to have a Zoom <laughs> Hall of Fame induction. It just wouldn't be right for all you've done for basketball. Well, that's that's kind, but I think, golly, there's so many people in this past six or seven months that have had to had to do that kind of thing, uh, and and really things that are a lot more serious than than uh, the nice thing about getting inducted into Hall of Fame. So, uh, I. I'll, I'll take it however you can get it. I, I sort of figured that they ran out of coaches and they started alphabetically. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you got inducted with Tom Penders. Uh, have right. you ever played coached against him? No. Never no, did. I, I haven't. He, uh, he, he, uh, you know, probably, I don't, I don't recall when he retired, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, probably not a whole lot of Division One years that would have coincided, and we end up playing each other. It's kind of funny how you end up maybe playing against certain coaches, and maybe it ends up being two or three times yeah. somebody that's a long way off, and then other times you never play those folks. So uh, didn't didn't play him, but he I, I think he took four teams to the tournament uh, yes. NCAA tournament. So uh, good good job, good man. 
Rick Bird is our guest. Uh, announced yesterday he's going to be part of the National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame class uh, of 2021. You've been inducted into several halls of fame, including the, you know, the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame and several others. Uh, did you kind of look at it and say that it means that uh, did a lot of things right in, in, in getting that recognition for what you accomplished over your career? You know, I think um, it's it's interesting. This particular Hall of Fame, I think uh, – when we think about mid-majors and their place in college basketball when it comes time for Selection Sunday, uh, that's a difficult task. It's difficult to measure their season against a good Big Ten or ACC or SEC team because it's just, you know, it's just, it's different. It's, the scheduling is much different. And, uh, and I kind of look at that this way and I appreciate I appreciate the inclusion because to me it seems to be somewhat of a of a, a plus for small college coaches because I was that a long time and mid major coaches uh, to get there and so I, that's that that feels good to me that that they can look past. There's going to be a lot of guys that won a lot of NCAA tournament games that don't make this Hall of Fame. Sure. And uh, and I won a grand total of one of them. So uh, it's it's interesting that they look past, they look at the whole picture, I guess, and and I slid in under the wire there. I, I don't think there's any sliding in, Coach, because if you look at the whole picture, like you said, character, uh, the, the people that have uh, gone on uh, to coach who, who are your players or assistants, uh, success, but also being a student of the game and willing to share your expertise with people, young coaches, young coaches who've gone on to great things like Brad Stevens. I think that's to be taken into account. And, you know, you can look back on your career and, and you've shared the game of basketball with a lot of folks. Well, when you do it long enough, I guess that's the case. And I do think one of the things that, um, that I enjoy most about now is, um, uh, I'm not totally irrelevant because I get calls and, and, uh, I, I took a trip up actually and, and, uh, spent a couple of days with Richie McKay in the Liberty program a couple of weeks ago. And I've met with different staffs and different coaches at, at different times. And it, and it keeps my hand in the game a little bit. And I'm just waiting for somebody to call and ask me about defense. I, I don't ever get anybody <laughs> that wants to know about. About our defense, it's disappointing, especially zone defense. I got to think that that's something that that you'd field a lot of calls about. You know, I could I could tell you where you put the two guards and and the two forwards in the center, and that's about all I can. <laughs> that's get. all you got. Who who's supposed to cover who? That's when I lose it right there. <laughs> I, I've t- I've told this story that uh, there was one season about probably five or six years ago. Belmont played about two possessions of zone, got scored on both times, and we didn't see any zone again for like two or three more seasons. Isn't it funny? It's funny about the, a lot of us, I think, would feel this way, particularly those of us who, who play man-to-man a majority of the time. Uh, I think we find that there's accountability in man-to-man. So you can scream at the guy who led his man score, right? <laughs> right. And, and, uh, and in zone, sometimes you're not even smart enough to figure out who's supposed to cover the guy that made the three. <laughs> Uh, but we will we will watch a team make four straight threes and we'll stay in man. But if they make one against the zone, we're getting out of that thing right now. <laughs> we're so out of here. <laughs> that's just kind of that's that's the way it is for those of us who 
didn't feel like we knew much about zone defense. Coach, I was on a national radio show last night, and, and I brought your name up. And, and the reason I did was because they were asking me who I thought could win the national championship. And I said, you know what? There's two schools of thought. There's uh, getting as many five-star players as you can. Or you can do it like Rick Bird did to win over 800 games, and that is to recruit kids who can shoot, who understand the game, who won state championships, and had high basketball IQs. And I think, I'll tell you what, I, I think you, you weren't in D1 uh, your whole career, but I think you were a trendsetter in that regard. If you look at how many uh, teams play four out now and, and three or four guards, uh, I think you were a pioneer in utilizing the three and, and just getting kids who could execute what you told them in the huddle. Well, thanks. I, you know, I, I honestly would would have to give a, a lot of credit uh, to Don Meyer at Lipscomb because when I came to Belmont, that's how they were playing, four out, one in. And I sure couldn't figure out how to stop it, not that anybody cares about my defensive thoughts to begin with. But um, but we had a, a young man named Joe Bailing that came along our second year who could be the one the one inside. And, um, so I just copied, you know, kind of like Casey's done. Casey still plays four out one end, but it doesn't look exactly like we did it. And, and, and my four out one end certainly didn't look exactly like Don Meyer at Lipscomb's teams did, but they were scoring a lot of points uh, and very effective offensively with shooters around a post player that could score. And, uh, you know, I think as you get to the, to the higher levels and even take it out to NBA, it, it may get a little harder to do that just because the size of the bodies and the quickness and all that goes with it. Uh, and there aren't as many big guys who want to go in there and play with their back to the basket anymore. And, and that became a little bit of a struggle for us in the last few years of, of actually locating that player. Mm-hmm. And we were really fortunate in, in the last recruiting classes of my time to get Nick Musinski, who has those kind of skills, who fits that, offense really well but uh i do think that it i did think a long time ago when the three-point line came in it just made mathematical sense and i don't know why i said that because i was terrible in math but uh but to to shoot good threes um you only have to make one out of three to equal one out of two inside and um so uh so we started using that early and often Coach, before we let you go, uh, Casey and I were joking the other day that somewhere you were on a tee box not having to worry about putting together a schedule and all those sorts of things. But do you <laughs> do you sort of sympathize with what's going on right now and, and just the, the craziness oh, in, in trying to play a season? I completely sympathize with it. Uh, I just traded texts with, with Lenny Acuff at, at Lipscomb uh, about where they are. I know Belmont's supposed to play Wednesday night, but you don't know if, if – one of those teams is not going to have enough guys to be able to play. Uh, and you, I mean, Liberty jumps into that tournament in Kansas city at the last second, because somebody can't play, they were going to go play Buffalo. And yeah. I think, and then it's somebody else. And, uh, uh, I know, uh, I spoke with a father today of a Belmont player who's, who hasn't done anything wrong. He, he's never gotten it. He's, he's quarantined when he's supposed to quarantine and, and he has missed something like 
50 out of 70 practice last 70 practice sessions uh, without doing anything wrong because of all the protocol that is involved. So, uh, no, it's a nightmare, uh, but it's a nightmare for our whole world, start to say country, yeah. our whole world. And, um, and I just, I, I'm, I'm hopeful, uh, that, that five or six months from now, this vaccine will take care of a lot of these issues. Well, Coach, as always, uh, thanks for the time. And, again, congratulations. Part of the new class for the Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame, Rick Bird. Thanks to both of you guys. Appreciate it. Of course, that is uh, Rick Bird, the legendary Belmont coach, won over 800 games, and uh, his last victory was in the NCAA tournament in 2019. He is joined in this class by Lynn Bias, the uh, late Lynn Bias, who was a great player at Maryland, and you, you always think about what his future might have been with the Celtics and the NBA David Greenwood of UCLA, Bradley Great, Hersey Hawkins, Jim Jackson of Ohio State, North Carolina's Anton Jameson, Tom Penders, who we talked about in the interview, and uh, Paul Pierce, the uh, Kansas great, who went on to be a, you know an amazing NBA player, probably headed to to that Hall of Fame as well. But uh, it, it's a pretty select group of uh, folks in this uh, class of 2021 that uh, Rick Bird is going to join in the uh, Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame in Kansas City. Really, and and I remember seeing many of them in, in the NCAA tournament, uh, Len Bias, uh, Hersey Hawkins, uh, uh, Jim Jackson. I actually worked with Jim Jackson a little bit yep. at the Big Ten Network. Uh, of course, Anton Jamison and Paul Pierce. I think David Greenwood might be the only player that I did not see live in postseason. But, uh, and then, of course, Tom Penders. I've gotten to know him a little bit uh, from afar. He's a funny guy, and, and <laughs> his uh, – his system was was I don't know if you could call it unorthodox, but it, it wasn't widely uh, done. He liked it up tempo uh, back in the day before up tempo was cool. So uh, good to see that he was recognized. Of course, he was at Texas and George Washington and others. So uh, great class. Uh, again, I, I hate to see uh, any of these people on this list uh, not get the the actual ceremony, but. As Coach Bird said, there, there's a lot more to worry about right now than than ceremonies, and I'm sure it'll get made up at some point. I I just really want this virus to. I, I, like Coach said, I, I think these vaccines will help us vanquish it, and and we can get back to normal. Absolutely, as soon as possible. And one quick funny story I remember about Tom Penders. I was at a uh, baseball game in Houston at, at Minute Maid Park, and they have this train that goes on a track uh, above the wall, above the Crawford boxes in left field. And uh, at one point during the game, they, they showed the train going by, and there was a guy up there in, in sort of the engineering uh, spot, and, and it was Tom Penders. And uh, I guess it was when he was uh, – I think he was coaching Texas at, at that time. Yeah. And uh, he was, like, waving to the crowd and stuff. I always thought every, – every time I see him on TV, I think about seeing him on that little train going across the, the top of the wall there in Houston. But, uh, yeah, it's a, that's an amazing class of folks. And uh, people forget how great or, or that didn't see him play remember uh, how great some of these uh, players were uh, during their time in college ball. But cool to talk to Coach Bird. And, again, congrats to uh, to Rick in the uh, Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame class of 2021. Chris, we, we did a little emergency bonus podcast, and it, and it turned out great. So that, that was a lot of fun. No, I think uh, in, in, in these times, we, we got to be nimble and, and ready to move uh, at a moment's notice. So glad to do this uh, as a little bit of bonus content for our listeners. He is Chris Dorch. I'm Kevin Ingram. We'll talk to you next time on the Blue Ribbon College Basketball Podcast.